I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you live from my living room. Quarantine podcast. Yeah. Uh but uh we're coming together on this on this deal. But but yeah, this is our this is uh fully loaded KC. It's our second podcast, our second show, uh with KCPNN. Uh or KCPN. KCPN, Kansas City Podcast Network. And uh, so we're doing a little bit different show. Uh, this one is going to be where uh, we're going to watch. We'll talk a little bit, and then we're watching. Uh, it's WrestleMania 24. Uh, it's Ric Flair against Shawn Michaels. Uh, Ric Flair's career is on the line, and this is his last match. Um, I haven't watched it in a long time, uh, so it's to be kind of cool to get back and see this and kind of react to what's going on and stuff. Yeah, so we have been podcasting. For about two and a half years, uh, we have we've done about 115 episodes or so. Uh, we you can find us, um, you know, anywhere you get your audio or video wise. You can find us on uclicktv.com for our other show, Midwest Mics. We talk a lot of high school sports on that show and interview a lot of high school coaches. This one, fully loaded, KC is going to be bit more of our personality shining out we're gonna have different yeah. segments um, we are gonna be drinking when we do this so I've got my vodka here that uh, I'm drinking and he's got a white claw and gonna switch to a Budweiser here in a minute but you know we'll be uh, a little more ourselves and there may be some colorful language in there you know so if you are offended by curse words this is probably not the show for you yeah and that's okay yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here throwing 30 F-bombs or anything like that. But, yeah, it's going to be – it's more un, kind of un, unfiltered, uncensored kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, we so came that's up what this with, one's going for. Yeah, so we came up with the fully loaded name kind of on that. We're just – we're going to be out there. And as you can tell, yes, I am a Cowboys fan. Usually we cover what's going on that week in sports. Obviously, with COVID going on right now, there's no sports – so that's why we chose, we're both huge Ric Flair fans. So we thought, hey, let's go back and watch his match from WrestleMania 24, which was supposed to be a great retirement match and a send-off, which he, you know, he did come out and wrestle for TNA. We'll talk about that a little bit, but <laughs> um, here we go. Let's, uh, we'll start the match. If you have the WWE Network and you want to watch the match along with us to hear and see our reactions as we're watching I am at 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 40 seconds on the WWE Network, and I'm going to hit play in 3, 2, 1, play. So it is playing. I have the volume muted. Uh, they're getting ready to introduce um, the participants in the match. Uh, who, who comes out first? I think they do Michaels first, Yeah, right? I, th I think Michaels does come out first. Yeah. Yeah, here he comes. A um, little bit of backstory. We just watched the backstory before we got going. And Ric Flair was in a storyline with Vince McMahon where the next time he lost was he had to retire. And so he had been winning a bunch of matches by hook or crook, kind of being the dirtiest player in the game. He came out on Raw one night and said, you know, hey, I want Shawn Michaels to, I want Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, who was known as Mr. WrestleMania. And then Michaels at first was like, no. And in storyline, they built it up. And obviously, Michaels accepts the match. And he says, I'm going to treat you like Old Yeller. And even though 
he loved that dog. He went out and he shot it behind the uh, <laughs> behind the shed. So I love it. I love the storyline. That's perfect too. I was talking to Gary before the before the skits going. Uh, HBK's kind of second run through WWE is really really good, and uh, he has a lot of really good WrestleMania matches uh, with that second run. Two with the Undertaker. Uh, he's got one with uh, Angle, and he has a triple threat that he's in with Cena or with uh, Benoit and Triple H. I think he does. Does he do triple? I think he may do a triple threat with Cena and somebody. I don't know. But anyways, Michaels has always uh, put on really good WrestleMania matches. Even in his first run, when he had the uh, uh, ladder match with Ramon uh, with Scott Hall, uh, that's really really good. He always you know did really well and and is one of the probably the best and the greatest. Uh, WrestleMania wrestler besides probably The Undertaker. Um, as far as quality of matches go, maybe a little better than Taker. Because um, Taker has some duds in there. Uh, I don't know who Taker... Who does Taker wrestle at this one? I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember who, who Triple H. Taker fought at this one. This was not Triple H. Um, I'm trying to think. I, but, I, I uh, can't remember. Actually, I, I'll Google it real quick. So we're still watching Michael's entrance here. He's looking out in the crowd. This WrestleMania was held in Orlando, Florida, so a good time. And this was WrestleMania 24. So I am looking it up Take right your, now on Wikipedia. Uh, oh, is he want a title maybe here? Let's see. It, it was known the biggest WrestleMania under the sun was the tagline. Yeah, we got it. Uh, you know, being in Orlando, it was in the Citrus Bowl. The attendance was 74,635. Uh, it sold out very quickly. Looks like there was a triple threat for the WWE Championship between Randy Orton, Triple H, and John Cena, which Orton won. Edge versus Undertaker for the World that's Heavyweight right. Championship. Yeah, that's right. Undertaker, which Undertaker won. Undertaker beats him, that's right. Yep, he forced Edge to submit. Look at it. Here comes Ric Flair. Yes, and he's wearing a blue robe with a white kind of boa around him. Very good um, robe. And Charlotte actually has had that robe altered. And she's worn it at a WrestleMania. His daughter, who is now uh, wrestling. So, Ric Flair's walking the ring. Um, I mean, he's my all-time favorite wrestler. I, I've admitted that several times. Again, don't think this is going to always be a wrestling podcast. We're pretty much a sports podcast. We're going to do some pop culture things here, too. Just right now with the pause in the world due to COVID, we thought, you know, hey, what a, <laughs> what a better way to kick off wrestling our time. run. Than uh, a little wrestling. So. Nice fireworks display in the background. Mm -hmm. That's pretty sweet. That's nice. That is really cool. Um, and a year ago today, as we record this, one of our good friends got married. So shout out to Joe. Shout and Nikki. yeah, shout out to Joe. I got I got some Facebook memories and some Snapchat memories stuff too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. To see us stuff is is pretty cool. So. Yeah. And. Uh, Speaking of Snapchat, you can find us at Midwest Mikes on Snapchat, any social media, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere. Midwest Mikes, M-I-D-W-E-S-T-M-I-C-S. -E -E nice shot of Ric Flair's family there in the crowd um, and his son Reed 
who's no longer with us, but he was here at this WrestleMania 24. Ric Flair just gave us a big woo to the crowd and the camera. I mean, you, you can say what you want about wrestling. Yes, it's scripted. Uh, we are not those people that think these guys fight for real. But, I mean, Ric Flair was such an entertainer. It's fun. awesome. Ooh. It's fun, and they take, you know, they take real bumps. These guys are, it's physical for sure, but is it scripted? Uh, yeah, yeah. But they, they, they take bumps and uh, and they, they give 110%. And yes. If, and if, you know, if guys don't do that, they're out pretty quick, actually. They don't last like these two guys. There's two legends right here. It is Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. So the match is getting ready to start. Ric Flair is circling the ring, trying to get at Shawn Michaels. The referee, Charles Robinson, also known as Little Nate. Trying to keep them apart here. Oh, Ric Flair does the classic handshake. <laughs> fake handshake thing. <laughs> and, and wipes his hair back. I love it. I love it. Boom. Boom. They tie up here. So, ooh, and Shawn Michaels gets an early advantage with the shoulder tackle. And then mocks Ric Flair a little bit with the, with the strut. <laughs> Pretty cool, though. Michaels is so good. He is. And, you know, a legend like Ric Flair, with it being scripted, yes, we know. He chose Michaels as his opponent for a reason. Because at this point in Ric Flair's career, he couldn't carry an entire match, but Shawn Michaels could. You know what? It's pretty cool, too, is that uh, when you think about Michaels, Michaels never hit that point where he needed anybody to carry him. Mm -mm. Ever. I even watched his. Uh, I saw his little. He did a. He had a match where he went uh, tagged up with Triple H, and they at. Uh, it was like a, one of the Saudi Arabia pay per views. Okay. He looked good. He looked good. They were. It was just kind of messing around though. Wasn't anything like like WrestleMania or anything like that. They just yeah. kind of hit their spots and did whatever. Had a good time. It was like DX stuff. Look at. <laughs> and there's Ray Flair going for the strut after a hip toss on Shawn Michaels. I mean, Ric Flair is 70 years old at this point. Not at this point in the match, but, I mean, at this point today. So here he was in his 60s. Yeah. About time to hang it up, brother. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't want to see Ric Flair come back for it anymore, which we'll talk about his TNA run here in a minute. But right now they're in the corner and they're fighting. Michaels is trying to get out of it. Collar and elbow tie up. Pushes Ric Flair back. They're yelling at Ooh. each other. Oh, smack to the face of Ric Flair. Oh. And again, if you have WWE Network, fired up and watch along with us. So you kind of know, oh, Ric Flair's bleeding already early in the match. And we are at a 131.50, 51, 52, 53, <laughs> in case you're wondering where we are exactly. Oh, yeah, he said, you made me bleed. And I think we had Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler on commentary for this match. Is that right? That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the GOAT commentary team, in my opinion. What do you think? Who, who do you, Who's your uh, kind of favorite commentary team? No, that's probably the best. I don't think you can get better than those two guys. I mean, like, they fed off each other really well. Just, they just, their chemistry was so good. They did. I think Michael, I to me, I think Michael Cole gets a lot of slag. People talk trash on him. I think Michael Cole's really good too. 
Yeah, I, I think Michael Cole gets a lot of hate just because he's kind of the the new voice that took over for Jr. Yeah, because he was you know people that are our age. We're in our thirties. Uh, somebody just turned thirty seven last week, but this guy, um, you know, as that happened, guys that are our age. I mean, Jim Ross was the voice of our teens, so to speak, in the Attitude Era, and when we kind of got into wrestling. Here comes a classic spot. Uh, I'll come back to the announcing thing in a second, but Flair would always climb the rope and then get thrown off like this. And so Michaels did it. And so Michaels did it as an homage to <laughs> Ric Flair in this match. So it was a classic Flair spot, and now Flair goes up to the top, and Michaels tosses or goes to toss him off but gets punched. And then Flair does come off with the crossbody. One, two. Oh. <laughs> Rick Flair almost gets the win there over Shawn Michaels, but unfortunately he does oh. not. Now he starts to work on that knee, which we know the finisher for Flair Oof. is the figure four, so he started working on that knee. But... A little bump. Yeah. Ooh, oh, baseball slide. Nice bump, and Flair took another bump right there. Yeah, he did. And Michaels is going to go for the spot here. He's going to hit Flair through the table. Oh, <clears throat> Flair just gets out of the way. Shawn Michaels busts his ribs right there on that announce table. Dude, I know and that. he is not feeling good. Yeah, that one that one hurts for sure. By the way, uh, shout out to Jaeger and Red Bull. Yeah. That little Jaeger bomb here. Look at that. Oof. Mm. And it doesn't give. Yeah. And, I mean, the table kind of holds up for a second as Shawn Michaels hits it. So, yes, even though he knew he was going to go flying into that table, I don't care what you say, that hurt. <laughs> and so Ric Flair, being the dirtiest player in the game that he is, gets back in the ring, and he's going to let Shawn Michaels get counted out so that his career can continue. Because remember, if he loses, it's out. He's out. He's done. Charles Robinson in a count of nine, and Shawn Michaels barely slides back in the ring. So, Ric Flair is definitely in charge here. They're making you believe that Ric Flair's career is going to continue. Yeah, they did a good job. I mean, I think everybody kind of knew kind of knew where they, this ending was going to go. I mean, for the most part, you kind of figured, yeah, this is it. This is the last one. But, yeah, they, 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 these guys do a good job of storytelling and making you think maybe Flair's got a shot. Because every once in a while you do get a surprise where you, you know something happens where you don't really see it coming or whatever so which is part of the fun of watching wrestling boom mm -hmm. beautiful yeah and flair went into the hall of fame the night before this ooh another cover by flair and a kick out by Shawn michaels so the match is still going so Hopefully you guys are enjoying this, uh, watching kind of our reactions to this match that we haven't seen in a long time. Again, we will do more and more with KCPN, and we've done a lot of podcasts, so hopefully you go check some of those out too. Another near fall there, Ric Flair almost winning the match. He is definitely on top of Shawn Michaels right now. Kicks him in the lower back. Oh, Michael's hurting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Michael's is definitely selling the possible broken ribs from hitting the announce table. There's a chop by Flair, which that's what he was kind of known for, was those signature 
chops. Gets Michaels up for the suplex. Oh, he holds it. Boom. Very nice. Down goes Michaels. You can tell by the look on Michaels' face, the anguish. Ric Flair with the cover. Michaels at a kick out at two and a half. Yeah, we don't have the volume on, but you can tell it's a good crowd. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Those guys all did the, they were clapping the stuff for the suplex. It's good. These yep. guys are all into it. It's awesome. Again, this was in Orlando, so good crowd. Wrestling crowd in Orlando. We've actually spent a, spent a few days in Orlando yep. together. You were there more recently without me, but yeah, it was a couple yeah, years was, ago we went to Orlando. Yeah, it was a good time. I was down there for training for work. It was fun. Awesome weather. Yeah. Boom. Neckbreaker from the Nature Boy. Ric Flair. And they're both on the mat trying to get up. So if you guys have other ideas of things you want us to do a watch along with or just you want to hear us talk about. Ooh, ooh. That was a big bump. Backdrop over the top rope uh, from Flair. And landing on the outside. He's got to be hurting. But as I was saying, if you, if you guys want to, if you got ideas for us to talk about, you want to hear our opinions, please let us know. Austin is a diehard Chiefs fan. Yep. I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, but I do cheer for the Chiefs because I live in Kansas City. So, And Michaels comes off the top rope with he, the moonsault. Yeah, he hit somebody. He took a bump there, too. He did. Oh, shoot. Ouch. Charles Robinson with the count. Three. Watch Michael's hit here. So he hits him and then he... Oh, they're showing the replay. Oh. Boom. Almost misses him there. We are at 138, 44, 45, 46, 47. If you're following along at home, hopefully that's where you are. Nine again. A count of nine and both guys are back in the ring and break the count. Oof. Ric Flair with a stomp to Shawn Michaels. He's kind of limping around here. He's got the blue trunks on. What did you think about these blue trunks? Yeah, kind of old school. Right? Yeah. Got the initials on there and everything. Kind of flashy a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. Got the knee pads going. Definitely. <clears throat> Chopping back and forth. And the Irish whip. Michael's going to do one of his signature things. Is this one he does like kick the, up. This is what he does. He does yeah. it right here. With the, with the kick up. You know, that's kind of a signature Shawn Michaels deal for him to do that. Can, can you do that? I, I can try. I think we should film that. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> oh. Oh, with the inverted atomic drop right on the nads there. Rick I'm trying to think how long this match is. Because... It's Flair at this point. He ain't going 30. No, I feel like this is about the time where they're going to start to go home. It's like a 15, right? Like Michaels is going to do his off the top rope elbow here. So I can't, I haven't seen, like I can't remember. Does he miss and then Flair gets a like advantage? Boom. Now he hits it. And then... I feel like this is kind of go home. Yeah, just about. Which, for, for you that don't know wrestling, go home means in the match. 
Yeah, they start doing they start doing like kind of like a series of moves that kind of set it up to where this is not it right here though. No, Michaels is kind of looking at Flair who's laying on the mat, you know, and like I said, he he has referred to him as Old Yeller, and so he is looking at him. He's stomping, which is kind of sets up Shawn Michaels' sweet chin music, but he stops. Oh, this is Michaels it. couldn't do it. So he couldn't go through. Ric Flair gets uh, Shawn Michaels in the figure four, which is his finisher. And Michaels is selling the pain to the knee. Selling it. Big time. He's pulling in his hair. He's trying to do anything to get out of this figure four. So, yes, this was, this was the go-home sequence where Shawn Michaels went to kick him. And he couldn't because of his love for Ric Flair. It's kind of like putting your mentor out of work. Yeah. I mean, Triple H love this dude. Oh, got the flip. Mm-hmm. And so Flair's going to have to grab that rope. Oh, they just let it go. Michaels flipped it over. Now Ric Flair's on his feet. And a chop to Flair. A chop to Michaels. The no-sell. <laughs> Yep. A little you classic tell, wrestling there. You can tell Flair's running out of gas. Yeah, he is. He, I mean, he looks like a 60-something-year-old man. Ooh, and he almost pins Michaels again. Looked like Charles Robinson, the referee, got a little loss there. Whoa. Flair... What's he going to... Oh, nope. Is he going to grab the rope? Kick no, out. A little, little kick. little kick out there. Robinson's a good ref, too. Mm-hmm. Little Nate. Little Nate. He had a little run in WCW known as Little Nate. And he's chopping Flair in the corner. Flair reverses the whip. Michaels does his signature flip in the corner, which he did get from Ric Flair. Now Ric Flair chops the knee. And Michaels is writhing in pain on the mat. We're showing a replay here of that (laughs) that kind of chop block. Michaels does a good job. Yeah, he does. He sells it big time. Let's go. Figure four again. Figure four. Oh. Here he goes. Nope. Small package. One, two. Flair kicks out. Caught Robinson in the head. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Michaels goes for the uh, kick. The Insiguri. And ends up in the figure four. So Ric Flair again has Michaels in the figure four for the second time in this match. Two time. Two time. Ric Flair is a 16-time world champion, according to WWE. If you look at the real records, it's 21, right? I think so, yeah. There's a couple that's like unofficial or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you really have an unofficial world. I guess WWE doesn't recognize. A couple of them or something? I don't know. Yeah. The other five. Oh, Michaels tries to roll it over. Flair rolls all the way through. 
Is he going to grab the ropes like he used to back in the day? Oh, no. Michaels grabs the ropes. Yeah, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. Got to break. Got to break. Here we go. Michaels is now curled up under the ropes. Boom. Checking our social media here. Somebody just liked one of our tweets. Good, good job. Here we go. And at this point, Flair is kind of on top, right? Yeah, he's about he, done, man. He, he yeah, like he's you, so you can tired. tell. Oh, and oh. Michaels hits the sweet chin music. Kind of out of nowhere. Flair's now on his back, but Michaels can't get up to take advantage. See the shot in the crowd there of, of the Flair family. Oh, he just barely oh. kicks out of that. Kicks out. Here we go, showing a replay. And again, we are at 145, 55, 56, 57. Oh, Michaels can't stand because his knee is so busted up from that figure four. <laughs> I think I should put you in the figure four and see how I don't want to do that. I don't want, no, I don't want to do that. I'm good. I'm, no, thank you. No? I'm, I've had it put on me before. It's not fun. It, yeah, it hurts. It hurts? Oh, it does. Oh, Michaels again is tuning up the band, as they say. Charles Robinson, the referee, is in Flair's face saying, do you want to continue? Michaels is saying, get up. Get up, you old man. Get up. Get up, old yeller. I got to put this bullet in the back of your head. <laughs> Which, if you haven't read the book, Old Yeller, you should. It's a really good book. When I taught sixth grade uh, reading in Grandview, I had the kids read that book every really? day. Yeah. I remember the movie. <laughs> Oh, Michael's still yelling, get up, get up, get up. As a Flair fan, part of me still wants him to win, even though I know the outcome here. Oh, and Flair, the dirtiest player in the game, with the low blow on Michaels. Kicks him right in the dick. <laughs> Cla as a, right yeah, that's in the all dick. a classic move right there. Classic Flair. Dick kick. Mm. Michaels barely kicks out of that one. I thought that was it. As a fan, I remember watching this live. Did you think Flair was going to win? I was hoping. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think he would, but I was hoping. I really did. We're at 27 minutes since uh, we started oh, recording. Man, Flair might go 30. Yeah. No, we had the entrances. Well, we, and yeah, stuff. we had the entrances and everything. Right, now Michaels has the figure four on Ric Flair, trying to use his own move against him. And again, we're at 147, 59, 148, 01, 02, 03, etc. If you want to watch along with us, figure four is applied to Ric Flair. He is trying to get to the ropes. Mm, he got and him. He got him. He got him. <laughs> Break the hole. Break oh. the hole. Oh, he tried to pull the turnbuckle off and gives a thumb to the eye of Shawn Michaels for your trouble.
Oh. You're going to grab the tights? Roll up, grab the tights. Michaels kicks out at two and three quarters. So here we go. I know we said we thought we were going home a while ago. But Not yet. No. I think this is really the go-home sequence. A little chop match. A little chop match on the knees. I mean, I haven't watched this in a long time, so... Ric Flair is chopping Shawn Michaels. Oh, oh, another sweet chin music. Kind of to the top of the head there. And both men are on the mat. Michaels is looking. And I think we can kind of all relate to... Here's the go-home moment. What Shawn Michaels is going through. Where, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Let's, let's play this audio here. Hopefully, this will pick it up. Ric Flair says, come on. I'm sorry I love you. Boom, that's it. Michaels leaves really fast. He does. Uh, he does the right thing. Um, you know, he was kind of giving his hero the send-off that he wanted. And so he he said, I'm sorry, I love you, and gave him the sweet chin music. Flair goes down for the one, two, three, and Michaels walks out. He grabs him, and, and they share a few words in the ring. Yeah. And then Michaels walks out, and, and Flair kind of does a, a grand exit. You'll see some shots of his family and such after this. But uh, it's a pretty good deal. We're going to show a replay here of, of Michaels saying, I'm sorry, I love you, which, kaboom, bam, that's it. Got him. So that's Ric Flair's retirement match. Uh Let's move on. One of our segments that we are going to do in this podcast is called Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. So every week we'll do like a, uh, we'll do a dollar bet and we'll figure out something to bet on. Yeah. Uh, do a little dollar bet and, and go from there. So um, I was thinking about one this week. But what do you got? I can't remember. Is the draft this week? No, the draft is next week. Okay. NFL draft next week. I was gonna say. I was gonna say we could do a. Uh, we could do a little dollar bet on the draft. Who's going number one? Or we could say what team's actually gonna draft? Because probably Burrow's one, right? Yeah. I. I. If. If. If I had the number one pick in the NFL draft, Joe Burrow's my number one, and Tua. Is my number two. Like Tua, Tua over uh, Herbert. Yes. Yeah. Tua is good. The only uh, concern on him is injury. So, but other than that, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, he. The thing about the quarterbacks is, you, uh, no matter what, you're rolling the dice. 
Mm-hmm. You are. I mean, no matter how good a guy looks in college, uh, you know. And there's some questions with two about the the hit. It's and, just injury. You know, if if if, if, if like he's past his injuries, he's good. Which all the doctors that he has seen have said he's, he's good. good to go. Well, then he might be good. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I do like Burrow better than him uh, right now. Uh, I think Burrow is a, a major winner. And then also no hurt, no injury. Mm-hmm. And just uh, very impressive. Like, the moment wasn't too big for him at ever. And just lights out in the national champ. Lights out through the, the whole college football playoff. Lights out all season. Uh, I think Burrow is, is the guy. Uh, leader stepped up and everything, so I like two also. But I mean, uh, my sleeper pick for the draft at, at quarterback, I like Jalen Hurts, uh, but it's for second round. So if you get him in the second round, he still might go first. Uh, if you get him second round, I think he's he's all right. I think he could, he's a kind of a project guy, you know, correct some of the stuff that he, that he does. I mean, I'm not sure too much what he does wrong. What does Jalen yeah. Hurts do wrong? I mean, that's the thing. I, I think Jalen Hurts will be okay in the NFL. I think he'll have a good career in the NFL, but I mean I'm not I'm not reaching for him. Second round. Yeah, if he falls to me in the second round, like honestly, I wouldn't be mad as a Cowboys fan. Back up in the second round if they take him to back up Dak. Be a good move, uh, especially with Dak not signing the franchise tender yet. Not yet. And uh, whatever, waiting. so you, you know you you go with Jalen and, and then you kind of go from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like that. I think the draft's gonna be really interesting this year too, especially with the the doing like the virtual reality stuff or whatever it is or the yeah. So basically, they're doing like Zoom meetings, um, and in a Zoom meeting, they're gonna do the NFL draft. So the GM and head coach and everybody will be on a Zoom meeting for each team, and then when that team's up. They'll be able to move to that team, and I mean, I don't know how it was supposed to be in Las Vegas this year, which would have been really cool to see. Yeah, because we we are big fans of Vegas. We do like to gamble. We do like to drink, and so Vegas was going to be really cool for the NFL draft, even though we don't like the Las Vegas Raiders. No, I'm not a fan. I mean, I think it was a it's a good move here in the it's a good move. But you know, there's people like, oh, I just stay in Oakland. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, Oakland, Vegas. You know, he's gonna whatever. make he's gonna make a lot more money in Vegas. But yes, um, so Vegas economy is gonna take a hit, just like everywhere around the world. I mean, all the casinos and everything are closed right now too. But it's still gonna be. I will still watch at least day one of the draft because I mean I always do, but. And I think maybe next, if the draft is next week, uh, we'll probably do our. We usually do a mock draft like top ten. We don't we don't do the full first round, but we usually do a top ten. So yeah, we'll do a top ten. We'll uh, do a top ten mock draft. One thing that's tough is trying to figure out who's going to trade. The rumors yeah. that Dolphins might trade up. They have a ton of picks. If I was the Dolphins, I would trade up and get Tua. So I would try to. I would try. To, I, I would try to shoot for Burrow. Because I I think. Washington, who currently has the number two pick, I mean they got Dwayne Haskins. So, do you really want to? Do you really want to take another quarterback? Um, you know, and another thing is too. I, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough to 
Washington's not a great situation, so it's always tough to bring in a young guy and to be like, all right, here you go. Mm-hmm. Try to work it out. Um, a lot of the, a lot of quarterbacks that we see that end up doing well out of the draft, they go to a, they go to a team that's like maybe had a down year that's decent, or a team that traded up for them. Um, kind of like Chiefs traded up from Mahomes. Um, you know, uh, I would say Houston wasn't a terrible situation. By the way, Chicago took Mitch Trubisky, and they could have had Mahomes. Oh, or so, Watson. I mean, honestly, you should. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm just throwing that shade. And Chicago Bears fans. I remember when they traded up, and I thought, oh, they're going, you know, I thought either Watson or, or Mahomes. Yeah. And they ended up going with, uh, they ended up going with Trubisky, and I was like, oh, okay. And then as soon as I saw the Chiefs trade up, uh, I, I figured they were grabbing either Watson or, Mah- or Mahomes. Ended up with Mahomes, uh, which turned out, uh, ended up working out. It worked out. But, uh, yes, I know I need a beard trim. Uh, to that comment I just saw down there. So, <laughs> yes, my barber's closed. So as soon as he reopens, I will get this taken care of. Oh, is this, what's this, are we live on something right yeah, now? Yeah, we're live. What are we live on? We're always live. What are we live on? Are we live on Facebook? I don't know. Oh, I gotcha. Maybe we are. Maybe we're live on Facebook, Twitter, I don't know. All of it. All the social media. I've also been watching... A lot of Shit's Creek, so. But yeah. you said you weren't a big fan of that show. I thought it was okay. I, I thought the son was really annoying. He is. Uh, and I was just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't I just like that whole thing. I was like, not too funny. Though some of the other stuff was pretty funny. Uh, Christy watched a little bit of it. I never really got into it. Um, I did watch uh, the eighth episode for Tiger King that came out. Okay. I it's watched right. that last night. It's all right. Yeah, kind there of, was uh, there was one tonight that came out like on Fox, like what really happened or something. Oh shoot! I uh, probably got that on the DVR. So yeah, I'll end up I mean, watching Tiger that. King is kind of taking over the world right now. Kind of the train wreck you can't turn away from. Yeah, uh, super entertaining, and a lot of those guys want to act like they got painted in a, in a bad light. I don't agree. I think they got painted in the who they are. They got painted who they are. I even think he. I but I think the only thing I think he flipped a little bit. He made Tiger King, the you know Joe Exotic, look a little more lovable than he probably actually is, because everybody that talks about him says they didn't, they really didn't like him. Yeah, that that was the big thing on the uh, new one on Netflix yesterday, was everybody was talking about, oh yeah, Joe Exotic, he was kind of a dick. Yeah, like they they just they yeah like no one no one really cared for him, and then like when he had the reality show getting filmed, he would fire people uh, on camera just to. Make some drama or whatever. Hey, by the so. way, you're fired. Oh, you know, you just like yeah. freak out or whatever, or like he'd be screaming at somebody, and you're like, "What? Are you, what's going on?" Um, so let's. I don't know. I don't know. It's entertaining. If so, if you haven't watched it, which I mean, I don't think I know anybody that hasn't. If you haven't, if you haven't watched, watched Tiger King, go just watch do it. It's funny. It's crazy. Uh, you'll be sitting there looking like, uh, "Who are these people? Are these? Are these? Is this like real life? Is this a real life situation, or is it a fantasy?" Or is it fantasy? Oh, you know, it's just like caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. He's quoting a song. No, the uh, I mean, it's just one of those deals where you're just like, it's one of those things you, you can't turn away from. Uh, super entertaining. Uh, I thought the uh, doc, the guy who did the documentary did a really, really, really good job. Um, it just, I don't know, it's crazy. So that's definitely like. Like if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. Yeah, Especially in this quarantine time, when it's whatever you're doing, whatever you need a show to watch, just do it. 
you got eight episodes. Just just go through them. It's crazy. It's craziness all the time. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of what's been going on. So, Joe Exotic. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of the hottest social media trend right now. I wonder if it's going to carry on in uh, Halloween. You know, a bunch of people being Joe Exotic for Halloween. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you know, I'm a big Halloween guy. Yeah, you are a big Halloween. So you're the biggest Halloween guy. I mean, I was Ric Flair. Great costume. A few years ago, um, if you dig enough social media, you'll find those pictures of me as Ric Flair. Who were you last year? Um, last year, I was a blind referee. That's right. Pretty good. So, you know, that that's another good one that I did. I'm, I'm a big Halloween fan, so I will have another good costume. Oh, no, last year last year I was a, a Matt Foley motivational speaker. Oh, that's right. Two years, two years, two years ago, ago, I was a blind, blind referee. Blind so... You know, Ric Flair, Blind Referee, and Matt Foley. So I, I got to find something to top it. So send in your suggestions to uh, at Midwest Mike's on what I should be for Halloween. All really good stuff right there. So, I mean, it was it was good. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, you, got it, you got anything else? No, we, I don't think so. Kind of hit? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Like I said, drafts next week. So we'll talk more about the draft next yep. week. And then maybe like we'll put our dollar bets on. Um, something who gets drafted where or whatever. Yes, put your money where your mouth is. Yep. By the way, send us suggestions on social media at Midwest Bikes on any social media platform. What you want us to talk about? What? Excuse me. What you want us yep. to bet on? Uh, and what you want to see us drink on the show? Sorry, I'm kind of no whiskey for me, buddy. Yeah. No. I'm not doing uh, that. Everybody a little hate for that, but I. Yeah, this guy, he, he doesn't do whiskey. Don't get sick. Don't get sick no. doing the show. So, so anyway, just uh, hit us up at Midwest Mike's. Make sure you follow at KCPN on social media, Kansas City Podcast Network, on Twitter and Instagram and, and all that. Uh, MidwestMikes.com is our website. And we will see you guys next week. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.